one tradition is our Jamaican black cake. So it's like a rum cake that we also are going to have that as well. But usually the family makes it for the bride when she gets engaged and it takes a long time to make the cake and it's spiced and all sorts of stuff. But that's one thing that we're going to actually have the resort do for us since because obviously we can't bring a cake, (laughs) especially during COVID to Jamaica. Yeah, they probably won't let that go through TSA. Welcome to Bride to Have Been. I'm your host, Emily Lewis. Like many others, I was a bride-to-be, planning to marry my best friend in front of our loved ones, our tribe of 150 people. Needless to say, the pandemic upended the Pinterest perfect wedding I had planned. From 150 to seven guests, I had the most unexpected dream wedding. But not all brides and wedding professionals have had the same experience. Join me as I uncover the reality of this new normal in the wedding industry. Welcome back to the Bride to a Bend podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Lene Anderson, a COVID bride who was supposed to get married back in May of 2020. Lene and her fiance, Andrew, are the type of duo that see each other and make each other better people. These two are constantly redefining their relationship and themselves, while also finding ways to help each other grow in unique ways. Lene and Andrew were supposed to get married on May 7th, 2020, in an intimate setting somewhere tropical. With travel restrictions and cases climbing during spring of 2020, the two had to push their wedding out to 2021. That said, they found joy in having a longer engagement and the opportunity to fine-tune the wedding details. Lene, welcome to Bride to the Bend. Hi, Emily. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I am really excited to talk to you, but at the same time, thinking about the upcoming wedding in a couple months, and I'm just like, oh, I've got a lot of stuff to do. (laughs) I know. Can you believe it? We're in 2021. Like, here we are. Holy smokes. It's going to go by so fast. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I'm excited for everybody to hear because you've obviously been waiting patiently to have your wedding. But before we dive into all the good stuff about fingers crossed, everything still happens this year. I am hopeful for you. Take us back to how you and Andrew first met. Yeah, I'd love to tell that story. So Andrew and I met actually almost nine years ago to the date, honestly, in graduate school. So at that time, we both went to Cal Poly. I was a grad student. He was finishing up undergrad. And we met through one of his fraternity brothers at a series of different events where we'd randomly keep running into each other and just kind of having conversation. And we just were very cordial to a point that at one point when their fraternity formal was coming up, Andrew asked me if I wanted to go. So I went to the friend who initially introduced us and was like, I don't know if I should go. Tell me about this guy. And he's like, listen, you need to go. He's amazing. Go and have fun. So we went on this trip to Las Vegas and that's where the formal was. So it was like an eight hour weekend long trip with him as well as many, many other fraternity people and sorority people. So just a whole bunch of different people and went on that trip with him for that weekend. And literally we've been together ever since because it was such an amazing experience where we were just, it was like we were friends, but he was my best friend to where I was just like, wow, like we're about to graduate. And I 100% already know that this is probably my person. That's amazing. Thank you, Vegas. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Went to Vegas, came back with a fiance, basically. 
So right after you guys came back, it was like, okay, let's just start dating immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So when we came back, we started dating. Graduation was maybe six weeks later or so at this point in time. And, you know, right around the time I was moving up to the Bay Area to start working and he was, you know, trying to figure out what he was going to do. But eventually he was like, oh, I'm actually going to move to a thousand miles away and be in the Midwest. So we did a long distance relationship for our first year and a half of our relationship. Oh, wow. And why did he move to the Midwest? Was it specifically for work? For work, yeah. He ended up getting a job in the Midwest and was just like, I'm going to be here, try this thing out. And once the relationship progressed, it got to a point where we knew pretty quickly that one of us needed to move. And because we're both from California to a point where it's like, no, that we want to be in the state. He's just like, I'm going to come back. And he moved in. And then that was that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So how long ago was that from today? That situation from today, probably like eight years ago, maybe. Oh, wow. Seven years ago. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Okay. Yes, I guess it was. And then when did you guys get engaged? So we got engaged in the spring of 2018 in Las Vegas. Love it. We'd actually gone to Las Vegas like maybe six months before for my birthday because it's kind of a thing that since we've always lived so close that we just kind of go at least a couple times a year just to hang out, see shows, eat, all the good stuff. And I really did not want to go on this trip. I even right before I was like, I don't want to go. We just went. Please don't make me go. And he kept pressuring me to go on this trip and I couldn't figure out why. And then was finally like, hey, how about you invite some of your closest friends to go on this trip? So I was like, hmm, okay, that sounds fun. So, you know, we get to Las Vegas, we have this beautiful suite. I have this whole like itinerary planned out of what I'm going to do with some of my friends while I'm there to get like that girl time. And little did I know, he had actually planned this whole secret itinerary with like 20 of our closest friends and family and told them not to tell me anything. So we have this appointment to take the high roller and just go there as a group and enjoy the sunset. And randomly different people would start showing up. My parents were there. His parents were there. A friend would walk by and be like, oh, hey, I didn't realize you were in Las Vegas. What are you doing here? What are you doing right now? Can we hang out? And that kept happening consistently for like an hour. Oh my God. Just random people that we knew. And I'm like, why are you here? And then finally, my godfather shows up and I'm like, no, don't tell me that you're here at a conference. That's not happening. So we somehow get upgraded to this VIP suite experience. We all get welcome drinks and we get escorted into our own little pod to go, you know, around like the Ferris wheel thing. And we get to the top and everyone slowly takes out their phones and is just like staring at me. And then one of our favorite songs comes on because of course the music is curated to all of my favorite songs somehow. So then I hear this recording and it's, he had recorded over an Avicii soundtrack and Avicii was actually the very first concert we went to in Las Vegas together. And he talks about, you know, being like that person who always wants to support and like help me and just be there for me and love me consistently and all these amazingly like sweet and sentimental things. And then he gets out on his knee and then presents the ring and proposes. And of course, everyone is there crying and screaming and recording my reactions and everything. And they're like, oh, by the way, we've known this entire time. Andrew told us about this about a year ago. A year? Yes. How did they all keep a secret for that long? I don't know. I have no idea. But 
he explicitly told my parents, I think at least a year in advance, what he was going to do, and then started telling people right after as things were going, getting set in place. Okay, wait, Lene, hold up. When you started seeing everybody, did you get some type of inkling, like something? It was very overwhelming because even like my childhood best friends showed up. Mm -hmm. And I know that they live like three, four hour drive because they're in Southern California. So I'm like, it's not that far fetched. And it was one of their birthdays. But at the same time, I'm like, this is weird. How are you showing up? Even my little brother is on this trip and he never goes anywhere because he always wants to work. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So did you think on the moment on the Ferris wheel, when everyone was pulling up their phones, you were like, okay, this is happening right now. I'm about to get engaged. So there was definitely that moment once we got to the top, as we were in the Ferris wheel and we were slowly starting to go up. And I was like, why does this just seem too perfect? This whole experience is very curated. And I feel like it's just like that ideal experience someone would want to have if they're getting proposed to. So then finally, once I start to see everyone starting to act really weird, I was like, oh, it's going to happen. And of course, after that moment, I start to get texts from people because there's many people who knew that were actually not on the trip and they would start texting me to be like, oh, so how's your day going? (laughs) Anything new happened that you want to share with me? I'm just impressed, honestly, with your family and friends for being able to hold a secret for that long because I feel like I might slip up by saying, oh, I'm going to go to Vegas, you know, this weekend and you're the same weekend you're going to be there. Yeah, it was amazing. And I guess they had this whole Facebook group that they used to plan the whole entire thing. And then they added me to it after the fact. So I could see their whole conversation history of them screenshotting text messages from me saying I don't want to go to Las Vegas and all sorts of things. They had a lot of fun at my expense, but it was great. Did you guys party afterwards? Oh, yeah. So there was a surprise engagement party after the fact. God, Andrew, well done. Yeah, I think to this day, he's just like, that's one of the best things I've done just because of how detailed everything was and how he got so many people to basically lead me to believe something else when I'm usually the person who knows everything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I'm applauding Andrew from afar here. Again, remind me, how long have you been engaged right now? It's been a year and a half? No. So we've actually been engaged almost three years. All right. So you're like so ready. Let's get this show on the road. Can you tell us a little bit about your wedding vision? Did you have a dream wedding vision? Yes and no. So I always knew, to be honest, that I wanted to have more of a smaller wedding. I never saw myself having that 200 plus person wedding and being the center of attention just because that's not really my personality type. I love that for everyone else, just not for me. So when we started talking about wedding planning, it was always about how do we have this really unique experience that it's of course centered around us, but then really ensures that the people who are there to celebrate this wedding with us and our life and our next steps together have this opportunity to be able to really spend some time, do something fun and new and just really soak in the whole experience. So really curating something around that, I think was really, not only really important to me, but was also really important to Andrew. But at the same time, I also recognized pretty early that it never really felt right to have a wedding in California, despite that that's where we're actually from. If you asked when I was a kid what my dream would have been, it would have been tropical wedding, not here, basically is what I would have probably said to you. 
that is still the plan, right? I think the harsh reality of COVID is that not only are we having smaller weddings now, but I think because I'd always planned to have a wedding that was not in the United States, yes, it did take a little bit of pivoting, but it was always important for me to also have that experience where we're really able to share with other people and have that kind of adventure. So luckily, because we're getting married in Jamaica, which is actually where my family's from, and the how they are treating COVID is definitely completely different process of what's required to even, you know, leave the United States and get into the country. So luckily, we're still able to have that experience. It was just pushed back. So we didn't really have to change too, too much, but we had to get more creative with things. Gotcha. So currently, Jamaica is allowing travel from the U.S., Yeah. So they only shut down travel for actually about three months. So when everything pretty much happened, they closed the resort right away. And of course, since we were in that group of weddings where they had no idea of whether or not they would be even open at that point in time, we just were forced to cancel and then needed to figure out another day, which would make sense. But luckily they started to do weddings again last summer. So now it's just been a trial and error and really figuring out how do you even redesign a wedding based on the fact that you can't have eight people at a table. Yeah. So they have that regulation is... Yeah. So they set the regulations really early about how many people could be at tables, could attend the different events and really kind of how to space people out while still providing or trying to provide an intimate wedding experience. How many people are attending your wedding? I believe we'd initially accounted for somewhere between 40 and 50 people. So I'm talking like intimate. And of course, with COVID, I mean, lots of people's lives have changed in the last year or so. So I expect that we're actually going to be closer to like 30 to 35, which is still a decent amount of people for a small wedding. But I think it's the right number considering everything that we want. Yeah, totally. When's the new date? So the new date is on June 14th. June 14th. Okay. Nice. When Shelter in Place was announced in March, your wedding was pretty close to them. Yes. How were you feeling when that announcement happened? It was really stressful because when the announcement happened, I had just dropped my dress off to be altered. So I was at the dress store getting my dress fitted. I had gone through this whole fitness journey and was super fit. And I was so excited because the dress was going to look amazing. And then I dropped the dress off. And basically the next day, oh, by the way, it's shelter in place. By the way, your wedding's probably not going to happen, but we don't know. And we can't tell you anything for a while. So it was a whole mix of emotions because it's like being really excited that something is going to happen really soon and going through those motions, but then realizing that when that time is almost there, that thing you wanted really badly is actually not going to happen. Wow. I'm really sad. I'm really stressed, but at the same time, I can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So I need to move past it and we need to move past it and be grateful for what we have right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've just felt for everybody whose weddings were right near shelter in place because there were so many unknowns too of what would happen. And honestly, just shout out to you for being composed. It sounds like, and just understanding that everything was out of your control. That's probably really hard. All right. So we're going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor gift pod. As you know, Julian and I still manage to have a dream wedding, even though we had to do a lot of bobbing and weaving to make it happen during the pandemic and ended up celebrating with just our immediate families. But of course, we did truly miss celebrating with our entire tribe. 
In order to give our peeps a way to celebrate us, we asked them to send audio recordings of their love, support, and advice for our relationship. The recordings were produced, edited, spiced up with music, and packaged as a gift pod, our own personal podcast that we can now listen to on our anniversary or whenever we just want to feel loved. GiftPod is giving every guest on the podcast a free gift pod and is offering our listeners 10% off. You can apply it to a wedding package or you can use it to give a gift pod for any occasion, a birthday, anniversary, or even a celebration of life. Go to giveagiftpod.com and use promo code COVIDBRIDES. All right. So would you say that the main reason you decided to push to 2021 was just because you want to make sure you had that destination feel and celebration? Yeah. So it was a mix of multiple things. The first one was that we definitely wanted, like you said, to continue to have that destination wedding, especially since we'd been talking about it for so many years at that point in time. The second reason, in addition to that, was that Looking at that point in time, we were in shelter in place and just even thinking about potentially trying to have a wedding on the fly just with the two of us and maybe have our family either video in if possible or not attend at all just didn't seem like the right choice for us. Because, you know, in understanding our both of our families, he's an only child. I'm the first one to get married in our family. And it just was such an important experience for them too, that I wanted to make sure that, you know, in the spirit of everything that we talked about from the start, that they were able to be there and participate in the moment in the way that they really wanted to. Yeah, that's nice. How have your families handled the postponement? Was it hard for them as well? You know, it wasn't. Honestly, they're just like, oh, it's probably for the best. Like everyone has been so level-headed about it. And then now, of course, since things are still so uncertain, there is a good amount of people now who are just like, you know what? I'm ready for a vacation. Can we please go on a vacation? I'm ready to get my vacation bod ready and to like be at this wedding. Yeah. (laughs) It's giving people something to look forward to. Yeah. And that's really the biggest sentiment that I've really kind of experienced in this whole year plus of postponing is just that thing and being able to look forward to this day that will eventually be here and have a little bit more, I guess, of a resemblance of what we wanted it to be than not doing it at all. That's nice. Are you requiring, I'm curious actually for people that are now getting married in 2021, you know, it's funny, I felt like in 2020, especially around the time that I was getting married, we're actually asking people to get COVID tested, for instance, if they want my bachelorette party. Are you guys requiring any type of like COVID testing ahead of time? Yes. So it's actually not required by us. It's actually required by Jamaica. So in order for everyone to go, they'll have a certain time period in which they have to take a COVID test. Once they take that test, they actually need to upload it to a government website and get a travel authorization to be even able to fly into that country. And then in some cases, when they get to that country, they might even have to take another COVID test. I was always curious how that's working with the airlines or countries that are requiring that because what if I got a COVID test tomorrow, but then I don't fly until Monday and I go somewhere Saturday, Sunday, you know, something like that. Yeah, it's a multiple testing and a symptom check process. Okay, that's great that they're doing all those checks and balances to to Mm -hmm. to make sure everyone's safe. And I'm sure that gives you probably a little bit of peace of mind too as you have people come and gather for your event. 
Exactly, because I know considering how seriously they take COVID and really like the whole checking process to ensure that people are safe, happy, and healthy, that's something that was really important for us to make sure that if people are going to go, they feel like we've done every single thing possible to protect them in that journey there and while they're there. Yeah, definitely. Were you able to have a bachelorette party and a bridal shower? No, yeah, none of those things. So it's still something that might be potentially on the table, whether we do it virtually or in person at my parents' house or something like that. But we had planned to do most of those events as soon as we got to Jamaica. So once we get there, do a welcome brunch and be able to do a bachelorette party once we get there and really kind of focus on an extended extended and compact, honestly, a wedding celebration week or so. That will more than likely be the case here unless I sneak in like a virtual party or two throughout the process or just find different opportunities to see people one-on-one or very small settings. Gotcha. Okay. Let's talk about this whole pre-wedding fitness journey because I was on that kick for sure. When pandemic happened, right? And then yeah. you're probably on a hard kick because I was like right before you were going in to your wedding. Did you for a little bit say, okay, I'm not going to go so crazy and like lay off? Oh, 100%. Because at that point in time, the gym closed. Yep. Everything was closed. So I couldn't even go train. Like I had been training the entire time. And I was like, well, I'm at home all day. I guess that chocolate cake looks really good right now. And I'm going to have all the wine and the things that I haven't been eating at all for like three months. So of course, I think I kept it together for the most part, like as I was still going through the fitting process, because even though we were in shelter in place, I still had to wrap up like the rest of my fittings within pretty much that March to May time period, just so that way she wasn't holding my dress and I could keep track of it. But then, I mean, honestly, right now, again, I'm just, okay, fitness journey started back up again. It's really not probably as severe as it would have been last time around. But at the same time, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to have to just be a little bit more relaxed with myself. The dress will fit eventually. So take it as we come. I just honestly, I think the biggest learning I have in this whole scenario was that you can plan as much as you want, but at the same time, you might not always get what you think you're going to get. Oh my God. It's so true. Oh gosh. I think about you because I felt like my fitness journey was hardcore right before. And now post-wedding, it's definitely not as hardcore. (laughs) Training every day, eating super clean, all those things. And I'm just like, you know what? We'll see. We'll see how things go this time around. Will your tailor allow you to do one last fitting just before you go? So interesting question. I actually have to find, because I'm in the process of moving, I have to find a new seam, a dressmaker actually, and have a, probably another fitting or two because there was some work that still needed to be done. But I was just like, I'm not going to finish this stuff now considering that the wedding isn't for another year or so. So let's start again and do the minor things that still need to be left. That's smart. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Dress fitting. I had no idea to go like four times, by the way. I was like, why do you want me to come back four times? And it was needed. It was so needed. Yeah, that part. So I think I did two or three and I think I need at least two more. That's so crazy. But that's why the dresses always look so fire on everybody because they fit it to you like a glove, literally. And that's exactly how my dressmaker was. She was just like, oh, so if you feel like you want to lose a little bit more, don't. (laughs) (laughs) But also 
don't gain more either. <laughs> exactly. They're just like, stay exactly the same. And I'm like, easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. That is too funny. I love it. Curious. Are you guys planning on any like family traditions as you are in your wedding celebration at all? I love that question. So in all honesty, we actually don't have too many significant family traditions other than, I guess, what you would consider the normal American types of traditions to be. It's really more so about me being able to walk down with my dad and really have that moment because I know he very much, even though he tries to pretend like that's not a huge deal to him, it really is, as well as having that first dance. But one thing I know that we are going to do a little bit different because we are a Jamaican family is we will be having more of like a reggae inspired first dance and being able to have that moment together and be able to really, even like thinking about the reception music and like that whole experience one of the major asks that of course my both of my parents had was we want dance hall music we want to dance like that's what we're going to be doing all night and then of course everything you know thinking about the traditional food at least if we're talking traditional Jamaican food we're still going to have all of those things so really it's more about having those moments kind of leaning in a little bit to more of like the American type of wedding experience, especially because that's like my whole fiance side of his family, but being able to dive into more of those cultural elements in addition to having the wedding in my home country, but being able to really focus on the food and all of the things that I know we love and grow up with and usually have. There is one tradition is our Jamaican black cake. So it's like a rum cake that we also are going to have that as well. But usually the family makes it for the bride when she gets engaged and it takes a long time to make the cake and it's spiced and all sorts of stuff. But that's one thing that we're going to actually have the resort do for us since because obviously we can't bring a cake, <laughs> especially during COVID to Jamaica. Yeah, they probably won't let that go through TSA. Curious, how long does it take to make a Jamaican rum cake? It depends on the person. So my aunt, I love her cake. It's just, it's probably the only rum cake that I'll eat. I don't, won't eat anyone else's. And for the spices that she mills, I feel like she takes several months to make them. Like we're talking three, four plus months to mill her spices. Wow. That's incredible. Food wise, are you having jerk chicken? Because yeah, it is my favorite thing on the planet. Yeah. So there'll be jerk chicken and I hope it's really, really spicy. I think there's going to be oxtail and a couple other things too. Oh my gosh. Can I come to your wedding? <laughs> Maybe if you happen to find yourself in Jamaica and then you're like, oh, I'm just going to go over here, but then really come in and crash the wedding and like see beautiful views. I'd be totally okay with that. Perfect. I'm totally a wedding crasher. Julian is half Jamaican. And so I told him, I was like, we need oh. to go. I think he's been a few times, but a lot of times when we're with his family, I'm like, all right, when are we going to Jamaica, everybody? Yeah, yeah, please come through. I think honestly, one of the, so to give more context, so we're getting married in the Negril area of Jamaica. So completely looking at the map and it's the completely left most side of the island, so like the westernmost side of the island. And to me, I just have always felt like this. That is one of my most favorite parts of the island, just the beaches. It's so beautiful. Everything I imagine a tropical destination wedding to be, but then with the added benefit of not actually having to be in sand, but the look over cliffs and all these amazing views and just be there and really celebrate the nature and the island and the culture. Oh my gosh, that sounds beautiful. 
I think also all of us are just so eager to have some type of beautiful vacation. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I think at this point, I'm just like, you know what? I'm excited for the wedding, but I also do want to just go hang out and do a beach vacation. So we're going to go for two and a half weeks. Oh, yes. I was going to say, so you're going to kind of honeymoon afterwards or? Yeah. So that's one of our biggest changes is that we wanted to do, we were originally going to do two weeks in Jamaica. And then this year in 2021, once my fiance finishes optometry school to be able to do a longer two to three week honeymoon where we go to Bali was on our list, Thailand and a couple other places and be able to experience something new, but just the two of us, since our whole family would have basically come on our honeymoon before. Yeah. But of course, the major change this year is that we've just extended our trip for a couple of days since we're getting married after he graduates now. And then we're going to just go to actually another part of the island or a cabeza where GoldenEye is. We're going to actually go to that resort and then do a couple more days there with doing our own thing. Okay, nice. So most of your wedding and honeymoon will be with family, but you will get a, some time away. Yes. Yes. So hopefully three to four days with just us. And then eventually maybe we'll do a longer anniversary type of trip. I love it. It's a good excuse, right? To tell her you have to be gone for two to three weeks. (laughs) Exactly. Because I'm like, Bali is still on the list. Like that's not going anywhere. It's just a matter of when we're allowed to go. Right. When will they let us travel there? (laughs) That's a good question. So obviously we know cases have been rising and so forth. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it is pretty solid that you'll still be able to travel? Yeah. So I think the reason I I am, I think, more so optimistic this time around is that because they've had these strict regulations, honestly, since last summer of how people can enter the country and have done a really good job, I believe, you know, as a country really managing their caseloads, I think the biggest obstacle would be if for some reason they decide not to let Americans in or Canadians in because I know that there have been issues especially not necessarily with people going but governments essentially creating locking down their countries like what happens in the UK and then them not being able to physically go there because of the home country or the destination country essentially shutting their borders to people from that country yeah definitely um Are you thinking of like, if that, like, just has that been in the back of your head, I guess, is that? Yeah. And that's a sad reality too, because I feel like we always have to have, at least with COVID and wedding planning and all sorts of things. One thing I think most of us have learned is you have to have a backup plan for your backup plan. So hopefully knock on wood that this is not a thing and we go as planned and we're able to have a really fun wedding. I mean, if that happens, then guess what? We're just gonna go on vacation when we're allowed and we will just honestly like do an elopement style wedding or just go to the courthouse because I mean we were in a magazine last year we had a faux elopement uh, style photo shoot so I'm like you know what those are nice pictures we will figure it out (laughs) yeah we'll have to share with everybody the article you were in in the magazine because it was gorgeous I appreciate that Yeah, we just got a copy a couple days ago and they're like the spreads in there are so beautiful. So to give background, the photographer we used for our engagement photos one day said, you know what, I'm interested in doing something different. COVID time has got me really bored and I want to be creative. I think I want to do a photo shoot and asked if we'd be interested. Obviously we were. Little did we know, 
she had assembled this whole entire team of local Portland vendors to put together a wedding at Trillium Lake, which is a right across from Mount Hood. So it was like I had a whole wedding experience. Same thing with Andrew, my fiance, because I went to a local dress shop with a photographer as well as the wedding coordinator, our faux wedding coordinator rather. And I did a whole dress fitting with them, tried on dresses, picked one out. We got to borrow it. When we got to the photo shoot site, everything was set up and it looked beautiful to a point that people literally walked by and would congratulate us because they thought it was a real wedding. I had my hair and my makeup done. Andrew had his hair done. And I mean, I wore my ring. He wore his ring, which he obviously hasn't worn just because we're not married yet. And that whole experience was so much fun to a point where I was just like, wow, if this is the best part of 2020, then this is truly what I believe how I would have felt the day of us getting married because it was such a unique experience to be able to share that with him. And then a way where it's like, I look at the pictures now, we're using them as our new save the dates our save our new date kind of photos. And I'm just like, we look so happy and so excited. It's a completely different aesthetic than our real wedding. And it's just nice to have that moment and share that experience with him. Oh my God. It was so cool. What a great opportunity and Mm -hmm. totally fun, right? Talk about a way of kind of celebrating what you were supposed to get in 2020 as like a little version of it, but obviously legally it didn't happen, but it's like, oh, it's a little pre-celebration. Exactly. I would highly recommend doing a photo shoot for anyone, whether it's just I am getting invited to do this or I just really want to do it because even the whole styling, we went through this whole experience using Pinterest to actually style out what everything would look like. And it's literally someone's dream wedding. So cool. I love it. Well, congratulations. And we'll definitely have to share. It's Oregon Bride? Yeah, it's Oregon Bride. Okay, Oregon Bride. Nice. Go check it out, everybody. All right. Well, as we just wrap up, I always ask our brides, One last question, and it's just, I'd love to hear what you've learned and valued during this whole pandemic of pivoting and postponing your wedding to 2021. I love that question. So when I think about the wedding planning experience, my time with Andrew, and just not only over the many years we've been together, but especially last year, it's really about being grateful. So it's that feeling of gratitude that you know, we have each other, we're happy, we're healthy, you know, hopefully we'll have a long, wonderful future together where we'll be able to continue to grow as a couple, as we get older and our life continues to change. But really that time of like being able to like, even have been with him in shelter in place in itself was an experience because, you know, he's mostly been in school this entire time where we have very opposite schedules. But that sense of like stillness of us essentially being forced to be at home, occupying a space 24-7 for I don't even know how many months that was. That time was definitely a blur. But honestly being, wow, I haven't spent this much time with him together. And we've been together almost eight years. Well, Lene, this was so wonderful. I really appreciate you sharing your story. And I honestly think we're going to need to have you back after your wedding because we're going to need to hear how it went down in Jamaica. 
Yeah. And I really, really do. I'm crossing my fingers and my toes and everything and hoping that that does happen because, you know, when it happens, I think it will be an amazing story to tell and a very emotional conclusion to a long journey that this engagement has been. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much and best of luck in 2021 with continuing to plan your wedding. Thank you, Emily. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Emily Lewis. Follow me on social media at Bride to Have Been and please send me or DM me your COVID wedding stories if you're interested in being featured on the podcast. Bride to Have Been is brought to you by GiftPod and produced by StudioPod. Edits were made by Notolab. Special thanks to Gary Oakland for providing this track. Subscribe, rate, and share with your fellow brides.